Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for our lives. I'm your host, Grace Fox. And after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Daniel 6.10. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Daniel 6.10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room, with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, and gave thanks to his God. Prayer is simply having conversation with God, and Daniel understood this well. Thanks to his example, Today's verse provides several insights to help us develop a deep and effective prayer life like his. But before we explore those insights, let's put the verse into its context. Daniel was in big trouble. Because he'd proven himself so reliable, King Darius the Mede planned to place him over the entire kingdom. Now that didn't sit well with the princes and other administrators, so they began plotting ways to find fault with him. There was only one problem. They couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel's character or work performance. Their only hope was to find fault with him over something related to his faith in God. And that they did. They convinced King Darius to issue an irrevocable law, saying that everyone who prayed to anyone other than the king within the next 30 days would be thrown into a den of lions. Today's verse picks up when Daniel learned about the law being signed. The first thing he did was go home and enter his upstairs room for prayer. Considering the seriousness of the situation, he could have gone into hiding or demanded an audience with the king to reveal the way in which he'd been duped. He could have confronted the troublemakers and demanded that they pull strings to undo this irrevocable law. He could have gathered his friends who worshipped Yahweh and called for an emergency meeting, a, a brainstorming session to figure out how to respond without losing their lives. But Daniel did none of the above. Instead, he turned to God in prayer. So what's our usual response when confronted with an emergency? Do we fly into a panic 
or try to come up with a plan to gain control over our circumstances? Do we run to our friends to pour out our hearts and share our concerns? Or do we seek alone time with the Lord, if only for a few minutes? There's nothing wrong with making a plan to help us get through the initial crisis. Neither is there anything wrong with talking to trusted friends who will support and pray for or with us. But I suspect that following Daniel's example and first quieting ourselves in God's presence will set our minds and emotions in a better place. Second, Daniel was about 90 years old by now, and he well understood the importance of conversing with God on a regular basis. The words, as usual, tell us that he'd made prayer a practice, and the verse tells us he prayed three times a day. That was something devout Jews did. Now, nothing says we must do the same today, but the principle of making prayer a regular spiritual discipline and not just a go-to when emergency strikes, it's a good one for us to embrace. Third, Daniel knelt to pray. In Luke 22, we read that Jesus did the same. He, too, is facing a crisis when his posture was noted and recorded for us to read about 2,000 years later. Luke twenty-two forty-one and 42 say, He knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Kneeling indicates humility and submission. Through their body posture, both Daniel and Jesus acknowledge God as king, worthy of reverence and obedience. Not everyone is physically able to kneel, but if you are, give it a try. When I kneel in prayer, I experience a shift in my attitude toward God. I know he's my friend, but kneeling reminds me of his kingship. I still give him my requests, but they seem less important. I'm in his presence to honor him, to listen to him, and to bow my heart in obedience. Finally, Daniel included thanksgiving in his prayer. We might wonder what he found to be thankful for while facing the threat of death by lion. Scripture doesn't tell us, but we might assume that he gave thanks for God's sovereignty over his situation. Perhaps he gave thanks for God's faithfulness to him throughout his entire life. Maybe he gave thanks for the peace he was experiencing despite having every reason to panic. Regardless, Daniel got it right on this point too. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks, especially in a difficult time, shifts our focus from our situation to God's sovereignty over it. Acknowledging His involvement in our circumstances and His power over them dispels our fear and calms our anxious thoughts. Peace comes. An inexplicable peace that's impossible for us to work up ourselves. Prayer is conversing with God. It's not about following a list of things we should or should not do or say. It's about growing our relationship with Him. Daniel was an amazing hero of the faith who clearly walked with God. So when we're talking about prayer, 
His is a good example to follow. And speaking of prayer, may I pray for you today? Father, thank you for the privilege of talking with you. Thank you for inviting us into your presence and stooping to hear our concerns. Help us learn to integrate prayer into every part of our lives, to talk with you not only in crisis times, but also in the mundane, to begin and end our day in conversation with you, and to converse in the hours in between as well. We love you, and we value the role of prayer in growing our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once.